Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hi, it's Sport of Yoda B. I've got John and Stu with me. Hi, John. We're back. We are back. And hi, Stu. In the time that it took us to record a new podcast, a sports station in town entirely changed its call letters and formatting. That's pretty That's pretty wild when you think about it. Yeah. We should change yeah. our call letters. We should change our call letters. Yeah. From the our s- podcast is now called Gleeman and the Geek. <laughs> See, that's some good SEO strategy. Yeah. Let's take advantage of some of that right. organic search traffic. Cool. I'm down. I'm yeah. good with that. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's get right to it. Let's talk some sports. Um, John, you have actually prepared. Have you prepared a topic? Is that right? <laughs> well, what I know is that Brandon, this is something we'll talk about later, but Brandon has been marooned on the high seas for <laughs> three consecutive weeks. Stu <laughs> has been trapped in various snowbanks and has been caught in ice storms and has otherwise been unavailable for hot sports takes, mostly because all commuters in the Twin Cities area now are entirely engaged in shoveling things and pushing automobiles off of other things. So there hasn't been a lot of time for sports. So what I'm going to do here is we're going to introduce a new segment we're calling Brandon and Stu React to Potential MLB Rule Changes. Without knowing about them. Now, I, I uh, say I say that you don't know about them. A lot of them are things that we've probably talked about before. But I still want to get your reaction as two baseball knowers, as two baseball guys, to the potential rule changes that either MLB is suggesting or might possibly implement without the players' union union's approval or things that the players' union is sort of countered with and said well if you want this we also want this so here we go brandon how do you feel about a minimum for the numbers of batter number of batters every pitcher has to face every pitcher has to face a minimum of three batters i love it i'm in 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 would implement tomorrow if you could would implement tomorrow. Yes, I think it would be one of those things where we complain about it because change is hard, and then it almost immediately just becomes a pretty seamless fabric within the game, and we wouldn't think about it a whole lot anymore. Um, Who would actually would become, complain about it, though? 
No one would complain about uh, it. Jesse Orozco well, think... would complain about it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. Why can't Jesse live? Yeah. Um, I think that people will complain about every single one of these no matter what. You could say you'd shoot uh, everybody who goes to a game. Uh, tickets are free. There would be some complaints about it. So there's, I mean, that's just, change is hard. Change is just hard. Right. Um so I don't think this would get people um, too up in arms. There is a potential for some for some trickery. Uh, what if you were desperate in the ninth inning? A guy came in and gave up two solo bombs immediately, and uh, you were up three, and now you're only up one, and you really need to get this guy out of there. Would he pretend he was hurt? I think... I don't know what the actual rule would stipulate, but I think in that situation, that guy should be intentionally walked. If you bring a guy in and his arm falls off on the first pitch, uh-huh. then the next three guys automatically walk. There, he's faced like his three guys, and he's out. Yep, that's good. Uh, that's the. Uh, I, but I love it. I really do. I think it would it would just add to not a ton, but a little bit of strategy, um, just to try to to a little bit more difficult strategy versus one guy, one batter. That's not really strategic, actually, to me. So, yes, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Can we do this? Ten What's out of the ten. likelihood of this happening? Uh, well, it's baseball, so by 2028 at the latest, they'll definitely have a committee to consider this. Yeah, it'll, it'll be in the Venezuelan League at that point. <laughs> right. The Arizona the Fall only. League will somehow... Everybody's got to face at least six batters, and also everyone has to throw with the other hand. Yep, it's yep. like beer okay, pong so. rules in baseball. Okay, so is it? Do do you guys get to comment on, or are we going to go like? Uh, no, I we don't have, have to go back and forth. That. Stu, what is what is your comment on this? Of course, it makes sense. Duh. Right. Yeah. Do it now. This is honestly, I I don't feel like I had seen this suggested seriously before today. But that was the one that I saw out of everything on this list that I said, yeah, that's a no-brainer. That's a great idea. They, de- they need to do that right away. We have certainly brought that up on on this podcast. But again, we are we are just going to always be underappreciated in our time. Sure. That's our legacy. Of course. And that's fine. That's totally okay. Right. Um, in some ways, I don't like restrictions. I kind of think, like, put your best guys out there, and that'd be great. But there's already a billion restrictions in baseball, so anything you can do to to speed the game up would be uh, would be fantastic. You know, on the topic of restrictions, one thing that's not on this list is banning defensive shit, shifts, which makes mm-hmm. me very happy because the idea that you need to limit defensive shifting or otherwise dictate where the fielders line up seems to me to be the stupidest possible thing. There's it's, already so little strategy in baseball that we finally found a way to have some interesting strategy. You can't take it away. You got to keep that in there. You got a guy who hits the ball to right field every time. So you put all your defenders over there. The answer is not, Hey, somebody needs to make a rule so I can keep hitting the ball to right field. The answer is hit the ball over to left field. That's Correct. that's how baseball works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how sports work. You don't get to say no hitting to right field because Delman Young is playing right field for my team. That's <laughs> not how. That's not how this works. And I am all for other ideas to 
to incentivize more balls in play. But that is not where I would start. That would right. be last on my list. Yeah. So I was glad to not see that on the list. Now we're reacting to things that aren't on the list without having gotten through all of the lists. So we're rusty. The, it's, it's... the next thing on the what's that, Stu? <laughs> we're rusty. Come on. We are. We're we're just it's spring training for everybody. Um, Stu, I want your reaction to this one. Universal designated hitter. So the National League as well as the American League. Yeah, the National League is no longer a anachronism. Yeah, uh, uh, asked this with asked with the previous one. Uh, do it yesterday. Brandon, agree. Ten out of ten. Nothing oh, better. Please, God. Somehow, uh, somehow, I thought that one of you would be a traditionalist. I guess at this point, it's hard to call pitchers hitting traditional because it's been. 36 years since the American League I, introduced the designated hitter? I, why would I want an automatic out in any game? It's stupid. It's, it makes no... And also, the it does. It, you're right about that. And I also think that there's some sort of counter-argument of like, but it, it invites more strategy. It does not invite no. more strategy. No. The same thing happens every single time. That's the opposite of strategy. Strategy is when there's a bunch of different ways to try to solve a problem, and you have to choose one that you think is the most optimal. Strat- this is not that. Strat- there is no yeah. strategy to pitch it. Strategy pitch is when you like draft all uh, guys who uh, both pitch and hit. That's like you draft all those guys. You like go all in yeah. on a multi those multiplayers. That's that would be strategy. This is just that's a strategy. This is just automatic outs. It's that's it. I always, I always thought that there, there must be a underexplored niche of players who can both hit and pitch, and therefore are valuable in two different ways. Number one, those players basically don't exist. There's, there's a couple here and there, guys who can pitch effectively and also not embarrass themselves at the plate. But they're kind of few and far between. And the fact that those players are not really any more valuable than people who can pitch well says to me that all the smart guys running baseball probably are ahead of me on that one. Cause I don't, I don't have numbers or any, any theory of baseball that says, yeah, if you can find a relief pitcher who can pinch it twice a week and pitch six innings a week, that's way valuable. It just, it seems like it should be true, but clearly it's not. Partially because those guys don't exist outside Joey Otani, and partially because it's just hard to pitch or hit effectively in the major leagues. So yeah, anyway, was, I, yeah. I thought that one of you might be a traditionalist, but clearly, clearly I was wrong. No, more dingers. Um, These are great rules so far. Yeah, this is awesome. So, I'm so, so far, excited. so good. Baseball is already way better. Mm-hmm. All right, um, pitch clock, Brandon, pitch clock. I am going to say yes. My enthusiasm is like 7 out of 10. 6 really? out of 10. Like, do it. It's fine. I just don't know if it's going to make the game. My assumption is right now, and again, it is purely a, a or let's call it a sport of fact, is that there's already a vast majority uh like it would not really be a factor in the vast majority of of appearances and pitches so it's kind of a minor thing i'm i like that it, it should be there i like that it uh would be there but i don't think it's going to be a huge uh impact to the game uh, maybe there's been some analysis that like hey if you implement a pitch clock 
you'd take away 10 minutes of game or whatever. And if that's true, that's fine. I just think there'd be enough sort of exceptions that the umpire would be like, oh, no, no, I that's, you know, we're uh, the guy had to step out for whatever reason or there's a foul ball or need a new baseball or whatever, that it wouldn't be a huge impact to the game. So do it, but it's not going to be a, a game changer, uh, I don't think. Stu, um, disagree, agree. I I don't care. I don't think it's going to work. It just I, it just doesn't seem like that's gonna. I, I I don't know how they're gonna. I mean I know how they would do it. Obviously they put a clock on the field, but I just it, yep. it's I, I I if it helps, great. But I don't know that it will. I find this interesting because my reaction to pitch clock, and we've probably talked about this on the podcast, mm-hmm. is. 10 out of 10, do it yesterday. As enthusiastic oh, okay. as you guys were about the first two, I am enthusiastic about the pitch clock. Um, over the last few years, I've seen it in action a number of times. Uh, right, double eight, it's been in the minor leagues and stuff that yeah. you've traveled to. Double okay. a, All right, so you're the expert here. Yeah, double A AA and triple A use it. And th- the thing about the pitch clock I find is if you approach it from the angle of, well, a 20-second pitch clock, how often do guys take 19 seconds between pitches? It won't actually slow anything down. I think that discounts human nature to just try to give yourself a cushion. Because what seems to happen is you you never see a guy just standing on the mound and waiting until there's a second left to deliver the ball. It's just you get into a rhythm and they start... You hit seven or eight on the pitch clock before they're throwing every time, and it just it 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 speeds the game along. It makes it it gives it a pace. It gives it a rhythm. There's no wandering around the mound. There's no yeah, that's good. It, yeah, there's just no way to get out of it. And I think Brandon, you probably you probably have experienced getting in a rhythm while you're pitching and just wanting to get in that rhythm. And how annoyed you tend to be if somebody steps out and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, yep. angry, I, I loud again, and angry. <laughs> so I, I think that once you get the pitch clock out there, what seems to happen is that people get into a shorter rhythm that's shorter than the pitch clock, and then they don't want that rhythm to be disturbed, and so it's it it tends it just makes it feel like the game is snappier and moving along. And again, and does this have any effect on the batters? Are they? Can they call time as necessary kind of as they can right now, or is there a... Well, it doesn't, and again, we're talking about AAA, where everybody just wants the game to be over, and AA, which is sort of its own animal. So you don't have as much of the Red Sox and the Yankees in their four-hour marathons of stepping out and trying to disrupt the pitcher and taking four pitches and stuff like that. So I guess I can't say for sure, because I don't know what the rule would look like and whether the batter would be prevented from stepping out after a certain time or anything like that. I, I don't know what that looks like. but I, I don't do... know if you're going to get to it, but I, now that I think about it, it is weird that you're allowed to call time as a batter anyway. Right. No. It, it's like... You're batting. It, it's there, I suppose, if you get something in your eye or something like that. Something's gone wrong, and I need to get out of the way before a pitch accidentally hits me that I can't see or something like that. I get that, but it happens so often. It, it's <laughs> yeah. It's not like, oh, I've got to be a little careful. We only have five timeouts a game I can call, or seven or three or whatever that number is. It's, hold on, I want time again. 
I yeah, mean, no, there should be like you get three something is in my eye timeouts a game. Yeah, that's what you get. Anyway, I don't know if that's on your list later. I'm sorry yeah, to be throwing it's in not new on, rules on top of these other. It's rules. not on the list. I I don't, and I don't know how the pitch clock affects that because I don't know the potential pitch clock rule. It just you're looking at the summary. It says 20 second pitch clock. Whatever that means, I'm in favor of it. Well, I you convinced me. Now I just moved up to an eight. All right. These are great. That's what the sport <laughs> These doing. are good rules. The sportive just convinces people. Mm-hmm. That's um, very true. Stu, do you care about mound visits? Um, like if it's for like if like family court says you get X amount of visits, then yes, I think that's a good idea. Right. No, no, no. Oh, we're talking. <laughs> I thought the it's rule was got to be in the parking rule. lot of an Applebee's, but you know, it's. I just think that's the right way to go about it, but. You're talking this about is so sad though. This important. is just sad. <laughs> You're talking about mound visits though, I think. Oh. Uh, Why do you have to bring family court into everything? <laughs> it's just inherently <laughs> funny to me. I don't know why. I think it's, it's his way. I'll be all, I think I'll be like really close to Wisconsin this weekend, so I just that just oh, feels like That explains a lot actually. Yeah. Um I think mound visits I think uh there should probably be a limit <laughs> less than there are right. now. I just don't know how you go about enforcing that either. Or if you just like put it, anyone, you, you get four, there's, you get four. That's it. I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys have any idea whether anyone hit six mound visits during a game last year? That was the rule last year. They introduced, you only get six mound visits. Do you have any idea if someone actually used all six in a game? No, no, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, they're stupid. The, they're, the, they the don't talk about them. it seems to be to reduce the number from six down to four, or maybe down to three, and that seems fine. I, okay. the The smallest number that's um, going to be acceptable to fans is what I'm is what I'm for. What's that? They're not helpful. Yeah. Mound visits. I don't want them. They're they're mm. dumb. They're, they take long. They yeah. don't do anything besides some sort of like break the momentum of the other team, which is stupid and pointless. <laughs> it means nothing. Uh, as a pitcher, I don't want anybody coming out to say, hey, what's uh, what's going on out there? You so, should throw the ball straighter. Yeah. Yeah, you're throwing a lot of balls. You should try some strikes. Yeah. Like they're not strategizing. No. You do that between innings, if anything, right? It's just bullshit. The one, so, the one thing I like about the mound visits rule is that and I want this to be applied retroactively, which I know is not possible, but Joe Torrey, when he was managing the Yankees, always always used to do this thing where he'd want a reliever to warm up like at the end of when the Yankees were batting. So he would send out the current pitcher to warm up for two and a half minutes or whatever. Meanwhile, the reliever's starting to loosen up. And yep. then after the inning was ready to go, he would climb out of the dugout and he would stretch a little bit and... He'd go chat with the umpire, and then he would walk to the mound at about the speed a seven-month-old baby could crawl to the mound. It was <laughs> in fear. And meanwhile, the relief pitcher has taken 43 more warm-up pitches, and it has gone from sitting around eating popcorn to ready to come into the game because no umpire is going to go out and shove Joe Torre all the way to the mound, even though they should have. And so I guess what I'm saying is, 
mound visits are fine. We should definitely limit them. But what I really want is a time machine to go back and give umpires boxing gloves so that they could punch Joe Torrey whenever he did anything like that. I don't think that's too much to ask as a baseball fan. That's also a 10 for me. Yeah. I'm in. (laughs) The boxing gloves especially. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a key part of this. Um, let's see. I'm try- what else is on this? Uh, Stu, do you care about roster size? The players' Associ- players association? No, no, Maybe not really. The, I, I, um, they want to expand the rosters to twenty six. That seems like a good idea. To sure. Do. Possibly limit the number of pitchers to twelve. Why not? Sure. Yeah, that works for me. Maybe that would maybe that would bring my my pitching slash hitting guys back into play, if you could get to a certain number of minimum at-bats to qualify as a hitter, then you could have an extra pitcher on your roster. Maybe that's the oh. secret here. I was going to say, if you wanted that, you might want to cut your roster down to like 20. <laughs> you got to have a couple of those jack-of-all-trades guys at the at end. All times. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The Detroit Tigers are going to be the first team to carry four four catchers. Ron Gardenhire okay. is just going to keep four guys around, just in case. You never know, just in case. Is that it? The roster thing? Was that the last one? Uh, oh, I do kind of like this one. If you lose too many games over a certain period of time, your draft position starts getting worse. Sort of an anti-tanking rule. They're worried about tanking, huh? That's interesting. I don't feel like that happens a ton, does it? Well, I think they're mostly thinking about the Astros losing 115 games for three consecutive years and then drafting Correa and um, Bregman and George uh, Springer. Yeah. Because didn't didn't the Astros pick number number one three consecutive years or something like that? Probably. Something the Cubs did the same thing. Yeah, I think they're mostly they're too. mostly thinking about that. Um, if you're trying um, if you're trying to get Brandon to turn on Sam Hinkie, I think it's much too late for that, John. <laughs> John, you know where I stand on this. That one. ship has that little dot. It's way out there. If you have a telescope, you might be able to see that dot out there on the horizon. That's the ship. It is sailed. The process has Brandon been trusted. Sam Hinkie. It will be trusted forevermore. <laughs> I love the process. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. For some Those reason, are fine for pace of play, which is good and important, but I still think that the key to, to excitement of baseball is the ball needs to be in play. Uh, and none of those really help with that. That just help with moving the game along at a faster pace, which, again, I think is like the second most important problem. Uh, okay, here's an idea for you, John. I okay. want you to be the judge of this one. All right. Uh, you take away one fielder. Now, there's only eight. Which fielder? Defensive adjustment all you want. If you, only, you might only have three infielders. You might only have two outfielders. You can figure it out, but there's only eight guys now. Only eight. Oh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then you now have the incentive to put the ball in play because it's not going to be a guaranteed out if you don't hit a bomb. What would most? I guess most teams would probably play with three infielders and three outfielders. I think there would the defensive shifts would be pretty outstanding, pretty astounding. Right. I think it would change every time, and you'd get a little bit more versatility with the fielders because one guy is going to be a shortstop, and then 
the next batter he's going to be in left field, and the next batter they're going to all be over the other side. And I feel like ball and play, baby, and maybe no catcher. I'd... <laughs> maybe, maybe no catcher. You can put in just a spring. Yep. Just throw it over. Right back to the pitcher. Ba-boom. Put the ball in play, dummy. <laughs> that helps the. That will help with the pitch clock. It will. If you've got that spring. Yep. Because it's right back to the pitcher before they could even reset that clock. So he gets a couple yep. couple extra two, three seconds. We're going to put a pitch back back behind the plate, and that's the catcher now. Mm-hmm. Stealing home mm-hmm. is going to be awesome. It's just going to be a bunch of sprints between the pitcher and the guy on third. It's amazing. Can get yeah. there first. We, and, you know, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to run over a guy at home anymore, but that rule is out of there for stealing of home. The pitcher is allowed to absolute to, to to tackle the runner oh, yeah. from third base. And if he's tackled, he's out. If his yep. knee hits the ground, if he's down by contact before he touches home plate, this is a terrible this is a terrible idea. Well yeah. it does <laughs> it's a mild it's a mild tangent, but I do have a if a football rule change. Or, right. or, sure. Um well, you know how uh, uh Sean McVay had like a guy like on the sidelines, I don't know if it was a strength coach or something, he would always hold him back so he wouldn't like go onto the field to play and get a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Th- I think the Vikings should be able to have a knife guy. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just this. It's pretty simple, actually. It's like, um, you know, how Zimmer is like, you know, he's really like a control freak. He wants to like be in charge of everything and, um. And they want him to like you know Except like for the offense. Yeah, and they want him to like you know uh, hand some duties off. I figure if they have a knife guy, that could be the guy who stabs the offensive coordinator in the back for Zimmer. <laughs> and this is how I wanted to make sure yeah. that Chicken Fingers listens to the show. So uh, that's our little uh, that's our little marker for a chicken if he's a. Uh, Listening, we'll know that he did, and he, he'll get I mean, mad at me on Twitter about it. Delegation is is so important as a head coach. You know, you need to have <laughs> a is. guy to do that for you. It's it got to be exhausting for him to think of new ways to undermine his offensive coordinator so that don't get stale. It's it's so difficult for his yeah. reputation in town and just probably his general boredom levels. Mm-hmm. He can't just continue to do it in the same ways. Mm-hmm. So I like when he uses different sources. He might use the owner, a couple different interview tactics. Having a knife guy mm-hmm. is, I think, like a next level idea. Yeah, I'm just saying it's. I mean, he's innovative, so I love it. Work smarter, not harder. <laughs> and I have to imagine a knife guy. That's not going to be too expensive, no, right? It's God, not really no, no. going to be a no. a real budget strain. No. He just has to be able to no. stab a guy in the back. It could be. Right? It could be one of those things. Knife guy by three this afternoon. It could be one of those like small position group. Like the tight ends coach. Tight ends coach can also be the knife guy. I mean, he's only got two or three players to watch. It's fine. Right. Exactly. I love that idea. That's thank great. you. Yeah, make your current staff work a little harder. Thank you. It's it's a stretch roll. For the tight mm-hmm. ends coach. Exactly. Yeah, this I mean, let's see if he can handle it. Develop his new skill. Okay. Mm-hmm. Multitasking is extremely important in any job. And also <clears throat> impossible. Nobody's a good multitasker. No. No. Right. Well, as the uh, great Ron, uh, what's this? Uh, Ron from uh, Parks and Rec said, don't half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. <laughs> Are there T-shirts for that? I need the I need that T-shirt. There should be. There, there should, should be. be. All right, that's yeah. that's Swanson. the rule changes. I almost called him Ron Burgundy. Ron so Burgundy. So that's it. Yeah. 
that that's hmm. that's most of it. There's some stuff about trade deadlines and somehow a rule allowing two sport amateurs to sign major league contracts is on this list, which I yeah, guess funny. applies to Kyler Murray and no one the else Kyler ever. Murray rule. Yeah, right. I mean, okay. I mean, sure. That sounds fine. I don't know why we need to talk about it, but that's okay. And also, somebody wants to study lowering the mound, which seems like something that you shouldn't screw around with to me, but what do I know? Well, there was also another proposal that I heard going around of moving the mound back like a foot or six inches or something. So then the guys can't, you know, they just throw so much harder nowadays, it's harder to put the ball in play, so... I'm down for anything that has that puts guys on base and the ball in play because anything beyond that is very boring. I mean, what are the odds you're going to stick around if there's two outs and nobody on? You're going to get up and go to the bathroom at that point if you have to go to the bathroom, right? You're not going to be like, oh, boy, I wonder what's going to happen here. There's, It's not happening. Brandon, so, Brandon, I want to bounce something off you that I've been thinking about, which I think might be a terrible idea. So mm, I'm, I'm counting I on you. listening. I'm counting on you to, you and Stu are going to be my terrible idea committee here. Because I think this might be a bad idea. So what you're saying is you want the ball to be in play more. And you want to give mm-hmm. people more of an incentive to put the ball in play and not strike out. Yep. So here's my idea. Just like you want to you want to incentivize not fouling in basketball. So after seven fouls, this is college or high school... After seven fouls, the other team gets one and one free throws. After ten fouls, they get two free throws. Mm-hmm. So in baseball, you want to incentivize not striking out. After, let's say, seven strikes out, your team strikes out seven times in a game. Now everybody starts with one strikeout. You strike out. Oh, four- so then they're going to just always strike out the entire rest of the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Something to penalize them. Your runners are mm-hmm. no longer allowed to steal a base. Um, any other penalty you can come up with. <laughs> I like the concept of you're getting close to the strikeout penalty, so you got to be careful. Right. Um, you lose the designated hitter for the rest of the game. Ooh, well, Again, it's it's sort of building on itself here. I realize that. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. It's hard to brainstorm just kind of out loud uh, <laughs> without clearly putting any thought into it at right. all. Every uh, strikeout counts sure double after seven. <laughs> <laughs> Every person who strikes out after in the penalty is suspended for the next. Is game. suspended for a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like. I think you got something going there. That's interesting. You have a certain amount of strikeouts, and then you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> the manager five balls out to of the a game. The manager is fined ten thousand dollars. That's good. Five balls for good. a walk is better. That seems better. Yeah, better than the penalty. Now it's going to be harder to come back. Yep, you might also have to implement a mercy rule at that point because if you've got just a pitcher like Kershaw or whoever that's just crazy on that day, or like Pedro back in whatever, it's like okay, fine. That's he already struck out the penalty in the first three innings. The game's going to have to be over pretty soon here. Some sort of mercy rule, otherwise it's going to take all day and night you strike out seven times you're in the penalty you strike out 15 times the game is over and you automatically lose i love that yeah yeah that'd be great all right well you heard it here first next year's rule changes revealed and by next year we mean 2020 2020's (laughs) rule changes 
Our ideas are all pretty good. They're still not as good as our hockey fixes, but right. I am I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of all of it. Well, I'm glad we fixed baseball. Uh, John, I have a yeah. I have a hockey question for John. Go. No. Or go. No, I said go. <laughs> okay. Jesus, no. like wow. That's... No. Denied. Well, wow. I'll take it back. I'm going to give you a conditional here. Sure. If it's about the terrible Minnesota Gophers hockey team, no, I won't answer any. No, questions. no, it wasn't actually. If it's about anything else, go for it. It was not going to be a I cheap shot. I hope it's shot. secretly about Zimmer again. No, no, it's not. <laughs> if it's about, about it actually does reference. If it's a slander about Mike Zinner. Go it's, right now. It's perfect. It's That's actually what I want. it's about someone who uh, chicken fingers cannot stand instead of wants to just love so much. Um, it looks like, according to my phone, that uh, Miko Koivu is out for the year. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's you been- ran into there's a guy playing for the Buffalo Sabres who and I might have these numbers wrong but I watched the game last night so this is what it looked like to me he's seven foot four and 453 pounds and he's Andre the Giant yes he's the Andre, the Giant, on Andre the Giant yeah uh-huh. and Koivu ran into him last night sort of oddly knee to knee Koivu's old he doesn't he doesn't change directions as well as he used to. And so they ran directly into each other, and the other guy didn't even fall down, and Koivu ripped up uh, his meniscus and his ACL. Oh, Jesus. So uh, so his his season is over, and um, he's 35, and it's... It, I'm not saying he can't come back from the knee injury because he's a world-class athlete that probably will be back from this somehow in nine months, but... It's it's not a it's not one you want when you're thirty. It's not one you want any time, but when you get older, it becomes harder to heal stuff. Yeah, so that As not great, Bob. That answer, the middle aged dads on this podcast, yeah, well, very true. Yeah, that that oh, that, that does answer my follow up question. If he would spend the summer at the tar- Tommy Bartlett show on Wisconsin Dells, just water skiing all over Lake Delton, <laughs> but uh, I guess that answers my building question. Walls. Building walls, Lake Delton. <laughs> Three times walls on boat. Get on the duck boat. We're gonna go see Miko. Ah, well, okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah, well, John. I bad. want to take uh, that question and kind of fold it into the next segment I had hoped, which is going to be what we're going to call a boner clock around the horn. Okay. So, as uh, loyal listeners know, boner clock is how we're feeling about something from, of course, the standard six to midnight uh, scale. Uh, we're just going to do a quick round the horn on the rest of the sport. So, I have a question for you um, regarding the Koivu injury news i want to know what your boner clock was before injury and post injury to him uh it's going to be the same for both okay so there's them. no impact here okay it's the wild are what we've said on every podcast for the last six years they just are what they are koivu going down hurts mostly because the wild recently traded a useful ver- but somewhat disappointing player in Nino Niederreiter for a guy that might be the worst everyday player in the NHL. Ooh. Wow. Um, his name's Victor Rask. He was struggling for the Carolina Hurricanes. And I didn't know much about him other than that he was their fourth-line center, and I couldn't figure out why the Wild were trading Niederreiter, who's uh, a guy who scored 20 goals before. He's not... He's he's not great. He's he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but he's not bad. 
I didn't understand why they were trading him for the fourth line center for a non-playoff team. And what I've discovered since is that I have never seen a slower NHL player than Victor Rask. <laughs> he, his top speed skating forward is equal to the average backward skating speed of any other NHL player. <laughs> like, when you're playing defenseman in hockey, you gotta, you gotta keep a good gap with the forward as he's coming in, and most of the time it means you, you gotta stay somewhat close to him, and his only real advantage is that I feel like defensemen are really having trouble skating that slowly backwards, and so he can get more space because they're pretty much having to stop dead and wait for him. <laughs> Last night at the end of the game, That's... he was he was on the ice and a Buffalo player got called for hooking with four or five minutes to go, and the fans all booed, and they showed a replay, and it was very clear that the referee had called the penalty because he couldn't believe Rask could sl- skate that slowly on his own. But in reality, he just sort of got bumped and slowed down to a dead stop, basically, because he's amazingly slow. As our good friend Chicken put in a text, he's Danny Heatley on a back check. Slow. Ooh. That's real slow. So it's bad. He's going to play more now because he's a center and Koivu went down and he was a center too, but he's just terrible. Genuinely terrible. And losing so you're right, about six o'clock, as you've been for a long time. With yeah, the, wild. the thing that helps with the wild is that it's becoming more and more clear that there are five good teams in the Western Conference, and everybody else is sort of the same flavor of bad. So the wild may make the playoffs no matter what happens. It seems like they're going to have a harder time avoiding the playoffs than anything. I, Anaheim, I think, has lost 16 out of 19 games and somehow is still in the playoff race. So that tells you about how well everybody's doing. Yikes. Um, So, yeah, about 630. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Not good. It's not good. Not good, but okay, should we? <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, what is your uh, boner clock for the Minnesota Timberwolves? This is for Stu. Sure. Uh, sure. Let's see. I have watched uh, one game. They're one and zero in the games I've watched. 
Um, but that's right. That was a really good it was one. A really, right? yeah, it wasn't, a really uh, good one. Covington around. Yeah, super fun. Not enough to get you to try them again. No, but, absolutely uh, not. And it sounds like I haven't missed much. <laughs> um, it's been pretty rough. Uh, rough going. They, uh, I think they have beaten one team with a winning record since Ryan Saunders took over. Um, and I'm going to say seven o'clock. I just. Uh, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean they're hurt. That's yeah. that's not their fault. They're hurt, but everyone's hurt. Um, Towns is worth a full hour on his own. Yeah, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, he's like an hour and a half guy. So, so you're at seven thirty if you got Towns in the team. Yeah, but yep. Wiggins is a minus half hour. Yeah, that's fair. I think. No matter what, like he's so fucking bad. Yeah. So he takes away, and then you're right. All the other guys that are fun, they're, like they're just Tyus, yeah, I mean, I, and Covington I, 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 are, are injured. I, I, so. I like Sarich. He seems like intriguing. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. So maybe, and he looks 17. like a pirate. Never yeah. discount the fact that he looks like a pirate. No, not at all. That's no. Um, so maybe, that's a few extra boner minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven fifteen, and then like you know, if Covington gets healthy, maybe put it seven thirty eight o'clock. But that's that's about it. I can't go much farther than that. I think that's respectable. Yeah. yeah. I think if you really squint and everything works out mm-hmm. right, I can see getting up to about a 915 with these guys. Yeah. Like a little over half mast, just a little bit, just enough to feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's going to take a while to get there, and it probably won't ever. So yeah. uh, I'm I'm with you. Same range, same time range. Any uh, concerns with that, John? No, that's about yeah. right. I, y- you look at the standings and you think, well, if they go on a little run, maybe they can make the playoffs, but they'd have to leapfrog like four teams, and I'm just about ready to write them off for the year. They just yeah. they keep losing to not very good teams, and it just maybe Covington getting hurt is really the key, and once he comes back, they'll be amazing somehow, but it just doesn't. It seems know. unrealistic that that'll happen. Yeah, Wiggins is just impossible. I just and uh, of course the the issue, of course, in the West is that even if the best case scenario happens, the Warriors just started playing Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> I mean, right. yep. fucking come on! That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just insane. That's mean. It's just mean. I really, really am just choosing to believe against my own best judgment that all of the the smoke around Durant leaving will cause a fire and it will actually happen. And then we can actually go back to really fun, not parody because basketball is basketball, but like a little bit more, a little bit more drama yeah. if he leaves and goes somewhere else. So let's. I really hope that happens. That's one of my, if I had a sports wish, uh, that would be one of the tops uh, for me right now. Uh, I am looking forward to Durant and Kyrie going to New York and being swallowed alive by the Knicks mismanagement. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be kind of funny. Yes, it will be. For a whole summer, we're going to be subjected to a ton of think pieces about how Knicks basketball is relevant again and how they're going to be the toast of New York, and then they'll win 33 games, mm-hmm. and James Dolan will release 14 more blues albums, and it's just going to be amazing. <laughs> They'll be the seven seed well, and lose I think the that, Bucks or something. That'll be the peak for them. Yep. yep. The drama and the narrative around those two players in particular, Kyrie asking to not play with LeBron anymore because he wanted his own team, 
and Durant basically doing the opposite and going to the Warriors, where he's been made fun of for four straight years now for being such a puss. So they both have this like chip on their shoulder of like, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove something. And for them to go there and, and yeah, immediately like have to play in James Dolan's band as background singers <laughs> on his off games or whatever, is just going to be like amazing. So good. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, let's go twins. Uh, I would like, I'd like to see some spending, Brandon. I'm not going to lie. I'd you like know to what? see some trying. I don't think we're angry enough. I think we should just be so much louder and angrier about... I don't care if it's unreasonable. Like, I want people screaming and yelling and calling into the sports talk. Maybe And maybe they are. Like, let's sign Harper. Come on. Let's go get him. We need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's Harper no reason not or to... Kepler. Kepler might even be <laughs> older than Bryce Harper. <laughs> it's like I know you have the money you assholes mm-hmm. yeah. the team is like in this perfect sweet spot of like they're okay they might win 80 games they're, that's exactly who they need is someone to like put them over the top I'll tell He's you right there for you I'm going to give through the method of this podcast through through this medium I'm going to give some advice to the poll ads. here's how I want you to think about it fellas mm-hmm. yeah, last year you paid Joe Maurer 23 million dollars Let's call that a sunk cost. That's just your $23 million that goes to somebody money. So it's instead of going to instead of going to Maurer, that goes to Harper now. Mm-hmm. That's just a sunk cost. That's dead space. So in reality, what you're doing here is you're signing Bryce Harper for $8 million a year. I recognize mm-hmm. that you put it all together. It's $31 million or whatever it would take to get Harper. But that's not how you want to think about it. Think about it mm-hmm. as Joe Maurer last year plus the cost of a relief pitcher. That's what you're spending to get Bryce Harper. Now it seems like a deal, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, that's how we got to... I, I know the poll ads are listening. Just think about it that way, guys. You yeah, just got to change how you think, you're basically, change your brain, yeah, you're, and let reality come to you. You're trading Joe Maurer like, and Addison uh, Reed for Bryce Harper. Exactly. That's exactly the way you want to think, think of it. Think of it that it. way. You have... You bought uh, an Acura four and a half years ago, and it cost you $480 a month. Your payment, you almost have it paid off. So once you pay off that Acura, you're free to pick up a crippling cocaine habit (laughs) for free. It's a fucking free habit. It's amazing. It's the coolest thing in the world. Yep. It doesn't change your lifestyle at all, except, of course, for the crippling cocaine habit. It's awesome. It's so fun. It's going to be great for everybody. Not for you, but for everybody else around. For everyone else to see around this happen, We're going to get to hear it. you talk for hours and hours on end about anything that comes into your head. All because just, your car payments are over. So we are the foremost payroll whiners. Is that right? I I would like to believe that we are. I want, I just, I want it to be clear that the position of this podcast is that we don't care about the poll ads wallet at all. Nope. It is let's be yeah, let's be crystal clear. It is not our money. Right. I and I want to I just want to say that if you go back into the podcast archives or possibly my Twitter archives or blog archives or whatever, I'm sure, I'm sure you can find an instance of me complaining about the twins giving quote too much money to somebody. I'm sure it was Mike Pelfrey or Kevin Correa or someone like that. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say here and now I apologize for everything. I'm sorry I ever cared about whether Jim Polad could buy another boat. 
I don't care. Spend the money on players. Give spend, Mike Pelfrey. Yes. Mike Pelfrey now, he's 44 years old. Give him $20 million a year. I'm fine with that. I don't care. Spend some money. Pay Dana Wessel. I mean, just so long pay Hans Van Sluten, then pay them. What's that? I say pay Dana Wessel, pay Hans Van Sluten, yep. then pay those guys. Yep. It's easy. Yep. There you go. There you go. Done. Done. Yeah, I mean, people aren't seriously taking the people aren't seriously uh, entertaining the idea that the Twins could sign Harper, no, uh, or any of these other big guys. Absolutely, which I no, totally, absolutely, like, of course, it's not going to happen. No, but we still should be we still should be mad about it. Yes. they still can afford him, or could, they can at least try. I just don't understand any of it, and it makes me very upset. Yeah, like they could potentially have a really good team this year. Yeah. And the, I mean, the Central's wide open. Cleveland is downsizing for some reason. I don't know, but they're, you know, going to like go into power saver mode the entire season, and they might end up winning the division anyway because the Twins are just sort of saying, I think that C.J. Crone signing is going to do it for us, guys. Well, and you think about last year, it was kind of the same deal. There was a bunch of free agents that were out there. And really the only team that went for it from a free agency perspective was the Brewers. Mm -hmm. And they were awesome. They were really good. They were on a run. So why, you know, why not us? Why not now is what my questions are. I still don't have any. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I think people should be angry. And I don't know if they are. I don't really listen to the... I don't really uh, read the comments anymore, but I just don't have the sense that people are screaming and yelling and pissing and moaning as they should. I think they are, and I think the foremost among them among them is our good friend Chicken Fingers. And good, I just want to say that the sportive stands behind him every step of the way, sir. We want some hooting and some hollering and some asking of questions all the live long day. And I don't <laughs> think that here's my question. Um, Maybe it's not even a question, but I kind of feel like the boy geniuses are are they're not at fault here, right? Isn't it the poll ads? Oh no, they're at fault. I mean they're at fault, just generally speaking, but I kinda like why would they proactively, if your boss gave you a budget of hundred and thirty million, you'd spend exactly hundred and thirty million, right? Why on earth would you not? It makes um... I I don't know. It's, it's, Do they get like ten percent back underneath that thing that as like a bonus at the end of the like year? Some for sort them, of like some sort of some thrift bonus or something? I don't know. A thrift bonus. <laughs> it's the only. Not, it doesn't make any sense beyond that. I think it's the poll ads, man. Why would it, why would any team choose to wantonly lose when they could try to win instead? It's hard to think. What kind of process might they be following? John, I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I hate when my hypocrisies get called out, too. <laughs> hey, if they're tanking, they're tanking, but they are not doing that. It doesn't seem like. That's one That's one potential thing, but it doesn't seem like they are, right? Yeah, they're, maybe they're just not very good at tanking or trying to win. <laughs> it's like one of them is tanking and the other right. one is signing exactly. Nelson Cruz. It's like, what the fuck, dude? I just... Wait a second. We're trying not to win, right? We decided that. Where were we on the not winning thing? I'm just saying, my Sixers would never act like this. Right. Never. Right. (laughs) 
never happen. Okay, so twins are also low on the uh, boner clock. Do we have anything at all? Is there any movement? Are we just Vikings, go for hoops, loons, go uh, for hockey, go the, for football? The loons may or may not be mildly competitive this year. I'm not saying they're going to be a, a a real contender, but I think that with the moves they've made this offseason, their minimum expectation should be to make the playoffs next year. Okay, and when does that season start? A uh, month from now. Ooh, I think they're okay. Yeah, their opener is uh, home opener is like first week of April, Jen. I think. I think middle of April. Yeah, it's a, I don't remember. It's after the Twins. I know that. Yes. Hey, John. Yes, Brandon. Would you like to go to a soccer match with me this year? Of course. And we can go to Surly beforehand? You sure could, guys. And hopefully Stu will be there. God damn it. Well, I mean, why would we not? I, I think of no reason. There's there's really no reason not to do exactly what you just said. <laughs> Neato. All right, let's do it. I like that let's we're making that. personal plans on the podcast here. I think that's exactly what people want out of our podcast. Well, it's that or we are all about accountability. It's that or NASCAR. So we, have, is, we don't got a lot of sports going on right now that aren't depressing. Well, we'll we'll plan to do that. That'll be fun. Um and it'll keep us accountable. And you know how that's important to all of us. <laughs> I'll tell you the the thing that we have talked about in the summer as a potential salve a, a balm for the twin sucking has been the links, but they, they, Maya Moore's not playing next year. She's sort of taking a gap year to go off and try to help people, which I think is admirable. Sure is. But she's not playing. Rebecca Brunson might not be back. Lindsey Whalen's coaching college basketball and not playing anymore. It could be a long summer for Cheryl Reeve and company. I think uh, they might be missing a couple of players because there's Olympic qualifying this summer somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, isn't so, uh, right, yeah? We're screwed. It's uh, women, Even though the what, Lynx have just been like the team that's always good, and so if you want to feel good about a Minnesota sports team, there's the Lynx for you for the last couple of years, and it's not yeah. so good this year. Uh, Women's World Cup is this summer, isn't it, John? Enough. Women's World Cup is this summer, so oh. that will be thrilling for me and all other American soccer fans. But cool, good, great, good, wonderful, good, great, good. All right. Do you guys want to talk about uh, where I've been? I want yes. to talk about Brandon being on a giant boat full of Listeria. <laughs> I assume that's how cruises work. I guess I don't know anything about a cruise. How uh, did you? Get, my first question is this, Brandon. How did you get dragged into this? Okay, so let me just first tell you that this was a trip uh, almost entirely paid for by my in-laws. Okay, that's hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know who in that family might be listening to this podcast, or maybe a few. So I just want to say on the record, before anything else, I'm very thankful <laughs> and grateful. <laughs> I'm appreciative. I am not a dick. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a nice person that uh, cares about my in-laws and loves them very much. And wants them to be happy. And I would only ask one thing for anybody who may be my in-laws or no my in-laws is please press stop now. 
And like, don't oh, listen is, to any more of this. This why? is so bad. Why are we doing that? Why are we going to make you do this in public? I just want to know why his in-laws no. created Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, that's a good joke. Day. I'm happy with that one. I'm just going to sit back and listen now. I'm good. Yep, Stu's done for the night. Mm. Stu's going out to Mulan. <laughs> Uh, so, John, you've never been on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise. Stu, have you ever been on a cruise? Um, does the kid rock chill in the most cruise count? Probably not because it's awesome. <laughs> so, no, I've not been on a cruise. All right. Uh, okay, so, uh, yes, I we, um, again, very appreciative, blah, blah, blah. Uh, got roped into it because uh, her uh, parents um, have gone on a cruise before, and they liked it, and it's always been sort of a, I think, dream of theirs to, to fund a whole family trip. Um, right. On a cruise, and I think the main thing there that I've sort of realized or theorized um, through this thing is I think cruises are one of those things that a certain generation it it symbolizes like I've made it in life. Sure, if you're able to go on a cruise, it's like look at me, right? And I think that that was true for just that one generation. I think maybe another generation after it, but mostly just the one. Um, which is why the cruise we were on was just like old people. It was it was it was old people and their kids, um, because I don't think that our generation has that. If Stu was like, you know what, I had a good year, I'm going on a cruise, we would not be like, ooh, cruise. We wouldn't say that. We would laugh at him, um, <laughs> mock him, throw or fruit wonder, at him. Yes, there'd be much mocking. Um, so that's why we did it is because they really wanted to. And as to why you would pick a cruise uh, over, you know, being on land, uh, I still have not gotten a straight answer for them on why on earth they think that's a, a good thing. Well, that was that because... was going to be that was going to be another question for you. I have not been on a cruise, but I have been to um, an all-inclusive resort, uh-huh, which, uh-huh. in my mind, it's a similar thing in that. You go there and you're just you're mostly just stuck there and you're not you're not paying for anything. It's not going around getting ripped off and how much is this going to cost me? Which mm-hmm. on the one hand is a weight off your mind, but on the other hand, it seems like a far worse version of an all inclusive resort because you're stuck on a giant boat. Well, take an all inclusive resort, um, and you know because it's the mechanism of having to be in a boat pick like a shitty all-inclusive resort it has to be kind of a shitty one and then make sure all the rooms are about a third of the size so you really don't have any space to walk you just walk in and fall onto a bed okay um and then take that shitty cruise and just put it on water and start just rolling into the sea with all the things that can come from that that does not seem like a thing that people really want to do or should want to do because all the upside of cruise that you talked about with all inclusive and there's entertainment and there's this and that, whatever, like you can do that on land. Again, we're mammals. We belong on land. That's where we should be. Um, so we know the cons. I just don't know what pros there are. Well, and I think one of them is probably like, well, you get to go see other countries on a cruise. Yeah. You don't get to do that at, in yeah. Cancun. You know, on your you resort. go to an all inclusive resort, you're stuck in that country. You go to Mexico, yep. you go to Jamaica, you're in Jamaica, you're in Mexico. You don't get to go there. to the Bahamas and 
right. wherever else cruises go. Where did this cruise go? Where was this a Caribbean thing? Yes, this went to Honduras, Belize, Costa Maya, Mexico, and Cozumel, Mexico. But here's the thing. You don't go to Honduras. They don't just like port and like, all right, be back later. Like there's a guided host that that ships you to a little tiny beach area in Honduras. So you don't really see it. And you go to Belize and you don't like go to Belize the country. You go to like a little tiny island port off Belize and you again just go to a pool with the same beer, food, zero, but whatever, like a resort. Right. So you don't really it's get like to an actually outpost see the of the cruise, but you're not on the water anymore. You get to be a mammal right. for a few hours. Yeah. It's like if they if people wanted to come and see Minnesota and they bring you to the airport and then you get to take the light rail to the Mall of America for an hour and you get back on the light rail back up to the airport and you leave again. You, hey, how was Minnesota? You're like, well, I don't fucking know what was Minnesota was like. I, you know, I got an Auntie Anne's pretzel and off we went. So it was a lot uh, like the airport except bigger. There was a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, that's so a great that. comparison. I, I love that me. comparison. <laughs> And I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me, but like all inclusive, all you can eat, all you can drink is not a thing that I value, like by any means. All like I basically am on the all you can drink program my whole every day of my life. Right. Like there's never a time when I like run out of beer and go, Well, <laughs> I guess that's it for me. Like I just go get more beer. Like I am drinking the maximum amount of beers that I want to drink. And, like, there was, like, an all-you-can-eat prime rib. I am already on the all-you-can-eat prime rib program. Like, I'm eating the maximum amount of prime rib I ever want to eat. There's no time when I would just am desperate for a prime rib that I don't go get one. So that sort of thing doesn't really mean anything either, especially because most of it was, like, shitty burgers and hot dogs. Like, I'm maxed out on hot dogs. I don't, I don't need an all-you-can-eat hot dog night. It doesn't make me happy. But other people probably are into it. So I guess it's just like a different sort of vibe. So, um, But even so, again, that all-you-can-eat, all-inclusive thing, you can do that on land where it's nice and flat. You don't get seasick and have to take Dramamine. Um, but beyond that, um, I think the allure is the, the convenience of entertainment. Like the entertainment comes to you at these things, right? There was like this atrium thing on the ship that had like different entertainment options legitimately every 15 minutes or a half an hour. Hmm. It was like, all right, we're doing we're doing movie trivia from 5 until 5.15. And from 5.15 to 5.30, it's the Barbershop Quartet. Going to sing a few <laughs> different songs at 5.30 until 5.45. We'll be doing a preview of the next day's excursion. From 5.45 to 6 o'clock, we'll do sign-ups for the dolphin riding excursion from 6 o'clock until 6.15. Now we're doing music trivia from 6.15. So it's like over and over and over. And when you like, you get up and you just walk into that atrium area and you just sit there all day long and people just come up like a nursing home and just entertain you over <laughs> and over and over again. And you just sit there and watch I was going to say, this sounds like the worst possible combination of that one part of the state fair where there's just random musical acts going all the time and summer camp and a nursing home. Though the worst yeah. parts of all three of those mashed into one unholy mess. And again, I'm, I know I'm being a jerk and being judgmental. It's just not 
what I am interested in or have or value or care about or anything like that. Like I don't need easy. Like I kind of like the, the, the idea of going and exploring a city or whatever, you know? So, um, yeah. So it was just like, and I don't know, like you guys have kids traveling with kids into a hotel, uh, and they having no like sort of central place is really challenging. The best, resort on the planet that you just have a room is not going to work it's not going to be good because the kids have to go to sleep at 8 30 someone's got to be in there with them all right i guess it's bedtime at 8 30 like that's just the way it's going to be so that's uh, you know that's just i guess more personal to us having small kids or whatever that ended up being not great either but uh yeah just a lot of tough tough scenarios um it seems like tough. if you're taking small kids on a cruise you're not so much there for the cruise as you are the butler for small tyrants. Yes. You're basically yeah, managing them. You're not vacationing. You're managing their vacation. Yeah. And it's like you're on a boat and it's there's no real place to let them just go like half at it. You know, like, all right, go have fun for a few hours. Right. It's like a ropes course and a little trampoline area and a little rock climbing thing and you just have to stare at them the entire time which isn't good for us and it's not good for them but uh you know they have they had a pool which the kids liked and and they in particular like all you can eat sort of stuff so they can try all this different food and get ice cream every for every meal and all that sort of stuff so and it worked out pretty nicely for them for sure uh which is which is very good and also we missed the 50 below for four straight days up here too so it wasn't all was not lost uh, by any means, I just would say if anybody has the idea of a cruise, really, really think hard about what specifically you're looking for and try to make sure it can't be done on land. Um, I had heard just really make sure about that. I had heard once you're done with a cruise, you still feel like you're on a boat for a couple days afterwards, just in that constant yep. movement. Is that true? It was true and it was bad. I had it. Uh, it was not good. I had just like straight up vertigo for two straight days. Nice. <laughs> like I, I had to convince my brain that the couch was not moving. Like no brain, it's not moving. We're not moving brain. We're on land. It's the same couch you've always been on. Uh, that part was tough for sure. You don't feel it when you're on the boat that much. You just sort of get used to it. And if you take enough Dramamine, you're not going to get seasick or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I was struggling Sunday and Monday for sure. God. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to be a good sport on some of these sort of things, which I know I probably should have been a better one, but. Uh, <laughs> I sort of felt I like no... your Twitter feed was your outlet for all of your anger. I just imagined you like tapping out a tweet with one hand while looking at some relative and saying, oh, yeah, steak's great, I... Grandma. I was uh, I was told pretty early in the excursion to uh, cut off the old uh, the old social media, <laughs> so I had some uh, locked and loaded in the chamber that I was never able, <laughs> never able to actually press send on, which is probably a good thing for my self preservation, right? Uh, and my interest in staying married, but uh, yeah, that was it was going to be my outlet, and then I kind of had to press pause on it for a little while. I I, I knocked a few out. Um, and I spent forty dollars playing Papa Shot, which was fun too. So yep. you know, a little silver lining. Uh, but yeah, that's one thing that I think I will never do again. Uh, ever, ever, ever again. Never. No way. Never. Never. Nope. <laughs> All done with that. 
That's my so conclusion. Brandon's cruise review <laughs> is ten out of ten. Do it yesterday. <laughs> yep, full on six p.m. Right for a long time, maybe forever. Uh, okay, that was. I tried to be diplomatic. <laughs> I tried to be diplomatic immediately following. Never ever. No, we'll fix no. it. In, uh, we'll we'll no. fix it in post. It'll no. be okay. Yep, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I did get a lot of sleep. I slept <laughs> a ton. That's pretty cool. If you have young kids, I mean, my kids are old enough now where I get as much sleep as I want, but I was texting with a buddy who's got two really young kids, and I was like, I've been sleeping from like 9.30 to 7.30 every day, just 10 oh. straight hours, and sometimes I mix in a nap, and he was not happy with me. He was very jealous, So, so there's that. So that's what you're looking for. That could work. Guilt-free Dramamine and, oh, boy, this Dramamine's making me drowsy. I better go take another <laughs> nap. That worked. That was a good strategy. <laughs> you're basically just a pill <laughs> addict. You're a pill addict now. You're just a sp- <laughs> <laughs> fucking hothead. Is it Oxy? Is it Vicodin? No. Dramamine. Just love naps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so that ends my cruise review. Well, we knocked out an hour. What else we got? Is that it? Any parting shots? Words of wisdom? I got nothing. I got nothing. All right, good. Well, let's. Uh, I want let's, the Timberwolves uh, some... to be better. I want the Wild to be better. I want everything to be better. It, it would be. It I would want. be let's... nice to have a spring sport that wasn't just misery. You know, right? Just one. Right? Doesn't Very that true. could be anything? Could be uh, either of the Gopher basketball teams. I mean. I, and I, re- I realize that, I mean, I have the dread because of the uh, college hockey team and the town that I live in is doing really well right now, but the uh, playoffs loom, mm-hmm. like, loom in the distance like an iceberg for a cruise ship, and it's, uh, you know. <laughs> Please, God. So I tried, I'm trying to be, you know, a little, I'm a little trepidatious there, so. And I know that's very regional. It's, I'm the, it's me and, like, 17 other people who, like, drank too much in college. And that's about it. So I don't know. I'm worried about that one. Well, we can knock out a few non-sports things next week as well. Um, yeah, those are always fun too. So, oh yeah, uh, let's uh, let's recharge our batteries. Let's take a bunch of drama mm-hmm. this week. Um, I know I will it's get some naps in. Get some naps in, and then we'll uh, we'll come back with some locked and loaded and ready to, ready to go. Hell yeah! Good? Hell yeah! Hell let's do this yeah. thing. Let's do this. All right. I am pressing stop now. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.